All right, so let's dive right in. Number one, Dick Cheney was in charge of the drills that just happened to be running on 9-11. Dick Cheney was the real power behind the boy Bush regime and a major player in the project for a new American century, where they wrote that all they needed was a new Pearl Harbor to impose their colonial vision on the world. Cheney was in charge of the main drill simulating that foreign attack. And then Transportation Secretary Leon Panetta said he was present in the command center when Cheney rejected the scrambling of airplanes. Okay, number two. Two concrete and steel skyscrapers, the North and South Tower, each one representing about 1.25 million tons of material turned to dust in the air and fell into their own footprints at full speed, free, free fall speed. Nothing like this has ever happened before or since. There have been huge skyscrapers like the 2015 fire in Dubai that happened, but the building never came down. Also, the seismic signature on these buildings showed nothing like an earthquake. There was virtually no evidence of significant weight, way less than when they brought down the Seattle Kingdom. So what's going on with this? Here's a video clip. Does that look like the weight of implosion or does that look like an explosion? Does it look like all that steel and concrete is actually turning to dust? This is the, what Judy Wood calls the dustification of the Twin Towers. If you haven't read Judy's book or looked at her, at her multiple videos, definitely check out the work of Dr. Judy Wood. So how would something like this happen? Well, we don't have Richard here to represent the science, so I'm gonna to touch on various things, not as an authoritative engineer or architect, uh, but as someone who's studied it for 20 years. There were clearly explosions going on in these buildings. But even the explosions don't turn all this to dust. So I believe that it was a combination of multiple techniques, one of which was explosion, but even more importantly, some sort of directed energy weapon along the line of what John Hutchison can do with his technology that can actually dustify or melt or merge uh, steel. Look at the dust. Here's Judy Wood giving a presentation where she does a grid here uh, with the evidence. And then does it satisfy the criteria of different things? Mini nukes, thermite, bombs in the building, building fire, jet fuel, 
you know, the jet fuel uh, does not burn at temperatures that are going to melt steel. So that one's never held up. The collapsing of the buildings has never held up. And, and according to the traditional um, NIST uh, science. But look at this. The one thing that satisfies virtually all the criteria is a cold directed energy weapon system. It satisfies low heat, unburned paper, low seismic impact, minimal debris, uh, bathtubs survive, material specific effects, toasted cars, uh, high levels of tritium, 50% uh, levels of tritium in the background. That's uh, in indicative of some sort of directed energy weapon, ionizing radiation, dustification. So this is what she means by a toasted bus. What does that? Now, those of you particularly in California who went through the 2018 fires out here, you know there was a lot of anomalous stuff going on where buildings were literally cut in half, where one of it wasn't even smoke damaged and the other was completely destroyed, where, where cars were, were melted uh, in this way. And there are numerous videos of directed energy weapons uh, and lasers coming down out of the sky. So here's a toasted bus. Here's a toasted car. Here's a map of the toastification. This is all around the World Trade Center where you see this phenomenon, but then there's another center of it on the other side of Manhattan. What could have possibly caused that, you know, half to three quarters of a mile away other than some sort of directed energy weapon? Okay, to go on to the next one. Some people still don't know that a third tower fell on 9-11. This is building seven. Building seven dropped at free fall speed into its own footprint, despite the fact that the BBC uh, was on record, on video, a re BBC reporter was reporting on the collapse of the building seven while it was still standing in the background. Check that one out on YouTube. Okay, here's what Building 7 looked like. And remember, the, the NIST report, the uh, National Institute of Standards and Technology, their official report was that one central column in Building 7 collapsed because of heat effects that they had never anticipated that were expanding the building. Of course, this has never happened uh, since then either. And if this was never hit by a plane. It was just hit by some debris and there were some fires. But here's what actually happened to Building 7. So what does that? Well, once again, there's many, many reports from people who were running out of the building, including firefighters saying there's explosions going on. So yes, I believe that there were explosions in the building, but the explosions wouldn't have even brought it down like this. I believe this one also was hit with a directed energy weapon. And Judy's got some amazing video of the, before it even fell, there were these massive clouds of dust streaming out of the, of the windows. Okay, the next event was the Pentagon. 
so a a jet supposedly this size uh boeing 757 supposedly went into the pentagon so something crashed into the pentagon that's for sure you can see the damage there it was said to be missing flight American Airlines 77, but no signs of a plane were actually found. No black box, no seats, no engines, no wings, no luggage, no human remains. And of course, most suspiciously, the hole in the wall had no lateral appendages as would have been caused by the wings of a 757. In her filmed lecture, Behind the Smoke Curtain, our dear friend and amazing researcher, Barbara Honiger, reveals compelling evidence that what hit the building that day was a cruise missile painted to resemble an airliner. The FBI has not released any of the supposed 84 surveillance videotapes that would have been covering that area. The one they did release showed an explosion, but it, uh, it started uh, once the explosion was actually in process, not showing anything coming into the building. Okay, then we go to Pennsylvania, to Shanksville, where we were told that American Airlines Flight 93 was said to crash in a field. Well, the field is scarred. But investigators, even from the FAA, could find no signs of a plane. Once again, no black box, no seats, engines, wings, luggage, human remains, and no video is available. Something hit that field, probably a drone, probably a missile, but not a commercial airliner. The next item was there are numerous cell phone calls that were broadcast uh, after the events of 9-11. But the airlines have said that in 2001, the no self-reception was possible from above 5,000 feet. And those recordings have been uh, kept um, under lock and key. Senator Al Franken, in his book, Lies and the Lying Liars Who Tell Them, uh, admitted that he had been called by former New York Mayor Ed Koch uh, and told not to go into work. He had an office in one of the towers, not to go in on the morning of 9-11. Okay, then there's the debris itself, what was left at the bottom, which was as quickly as possible hauled off to New Jersey to sites kept under security, not allowed to be investigated, and much of it was sold off uh, for, um, for money, some to China, uh, just as recycling material. Okay, then one more here that you probably don't know of, but as those of you who followed our work for a while, you know that I have been uh, in contact since 2013 with the Asian dragon families in uh, Japan, China, Philippines, and Indonesia in particular. And the Yamashita gold, uh, a part of that gold was uh, used supposedly to loan money to um, 
high up government officials, including George Bush Sr. Uh, in, um, in the 1990s. And it was a series of bonds that were set to come due. In other words, they had to be paid back. And it was set to come due on September 12th, 2001. On that fateful day, the Securities and Exchange Commission declared a national emergency and for the first time in US history, invoked its emergency powers under Securities and Exchange Act Section 12K, easing regulatory restrictions for clearing and settling security trades for the next 15 days. These changes would allow an estimated 240 billion in, in covert government securities to be cleared upon maturity without the standard regulatory controls around identification of ownership. So $240 billion in securities, and these were being kept in the vaults of the brokers in the World Trade Center, and they were destroyed on September 11th. And many of the explosions were specifically in those brokerage offices. So the securities were in the vaults and then the federal agency investigating these bonds through the Office of Naval Intelligence was in the section of the Pentagon that was destroyed on 9-11. So the Yamashita gold would become the cornerstone of the Black Eagle Fund from which many covert operations of the US intelligence would be funded. So then General Wesley Clark was invited to the Pentagon shortly after <coughs> the events of 9-11. And he has this famous interview uh, with Amy Goodman where he says, you know, they called me in and I was walking down the hallway and this guy, this major calls me into his office and he says, Wes, look at this. Show, he shows him this document. He says, this document says we're going to take down, we're going to take out seven countries in five years, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and then on to Iran. How did they know this before, uh, so quickly after 9-11? Well, obviously, and many other things point to this also. A lot of this preparation was done for months and years prior to 9-11. So you see this beautiful memorial, and I love that this memorial honors those who have died and suffered related to this, but where's the third beam? Building seven came down too. Why isn't there a third beam for building seven? Well, maybe they don't want us to focus on building seven. It's just too obvious. That was the, that was the big turning point for most of the people that I know uh, who woke up around 9-11. Okay, so there has been talk for 20 years of convening a grand jury to really look in independently to 9-11. But of course that hasn't happened yet. And the last slide I wanna show here before going on to the next section of our program is that this is a quote from St. Augustine, the truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it, let it loose, it will defend itself.